Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. Let's uh, take a look at today's Mind Your Business topic where we focus on the pharmaceutical industry. Now, it's gone through heaps and bounds of multiple shakeups due to COVID-19. And as we move forward, it has become more important to strike that balance between pharmaceutical innovation and accessibility to medication. So Juniper Biologics is a science-led specialty healthcare company focused on commercializing novel therapies and they've established their global headquarters here in Singapore. And they're looking at supporting Singapore's efforts to be the next frontier in pharmaceutical services. So how are they doing so? On the line with me this morning is Raman Singh who is Chief Executive Officer for Juniper Biologics. Good morning. Good morning, Elliot. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me about this. Uh, you guys, of course, a science-led healthcare company focused on delivering novel therapies to improve the health and quality of life of patients everywhere. Uh, tell us a bit about your presence in the region. I personally have been in healthcare industry for the last 20 years. I have worked uh, in all kinds of pharmaceutical companies, the big size, mid-size, and now with startups. I've worked across continents, um, be it in Americas, in Europe, Australia, and in Asia. So uh, Juniper Biologics was a startup which I started in uh, 2020, December of 2020. And eventually we made our first acquisition last December when we went into the space of oncology. So that's, that's how Juniper Biologics came into existence. Mm. And there's been quite, um, how should I put it, quite an evolution as far as pharmaceutical services industry is concerned. What were some of the the leaps you personally observed during the two-year COVID-19 pandemic? I think the fact that the mRNA vaccine was developed in a record time, and uh, with all credit to all the regulators around the world that it was even approved, it just shows that the innovation and the commitment of the industry when it comes to really making transformational changes and choices, mm-hmm. one can do it. And one, one has seen, while two years is a long time, but to actually see a vaccine, see the day of light within such a short period of time is quite unprecedented. Yeah. And it's totally changed the dynamics of, of this industry. Yeah, actually, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up. On one hand, it two years is a long time, but on the other hand, it's actually quite fast considering how quickly we jumped uh, with regard to the vaccines. I mean, on, on that note though, in your opinion, what do you think is the future of the pharmaceuticals industry? Uh, I suppose, say here in Singapore. See, Singapore um, is quite uniquely um, positioned, you know, thanks to the ecosystem that Singapore provides their businesses, universities and innovation all come together, there's a convergence, and it happens at the same time, which has kind of created Singapore to be, which I call as the Silicon Valley of Asia, Mm. where we see that a number of startups, especially in life sciences space, in tech space that are happening out here. And And the reason this is happening is because we have a very progressive government that encourages an environment that enables the coming together of various such entities and gives them an arena that they can thrive on. And Singapore was an ideal choice for us 
at Juniper Biologics to base our headquarters here. It is also at an interesting crossroads where, you know, we want to see that balance between pharmaceutical innovation as well as accessibility to medication. In your opinion, what are some of the challenges that uh, the industry is facing um, to, to, to really find this balancing act? You know, um, I mean, I, I can talk about that when I look at Juniper Biologics, um, we are strongly governed through the principles of ESG, environment, social and governance. And one of the key areas within ESG is measuring the value of human capital. And I must say that almost all of the pharmaceutical industry thinks in a very, very similar fashion. I mean, we are fortunate enough to be uh, in an industry that has far-reaching impact mm. on individual lives, whether it being curing it or treating it. But we need to ensure that the one that we innovate actually does reach people. So accessibility is a major, major issue. Um, and we need to ensure that we need to kind of divide our strategy depending on the markets and the countries that we are wanting to sell our medication into. So there are markets there which have universal healthcare coverage, um, uh, and there are markets which rely more on private pay. Um, markets which have universal healthcare coverage where the government pays for most of the healthcare costs. We need to convince them that the that the medication that the pharmaceutical companies are providing have a benefit either in making sure that the patients and the individuals live longer, better, stronger, or there are cost savings that the governments can see over the life of a patient. And markets which are more reliant on private pay, these are the market we need to ensure that there are enough public-private partnerships so that we can ensure that the medications reach to the maximum patient population possible. I, I would imagine it's really Juniper having to deal with it country to country. How complicated are the legal issues when it comes to ensuring that accessibility? Well, it's not complicated. I, okay. uh, I think we have the capability and the expertise. Of course, it is different from e- each market is, is different. Uh, each priorities that the government has within their own individual markets is different. So one needs to adapt and to ensure that there are horses for courses, that, that we actually uh, tailor our solution rather than have a cookie-cutter approach globally, that we tailor our solution to the specific market needs so that it becomes a lot more accessible locally. Mm. But what about pricing then? How, how is that determined? And even the pricing would vary from country to country. It's okay. not Juniper Biologics does not have one price that fits all. Mm. Our product offering is varied. So, for example, the packet size could change. So the cash outlay is less. The more basic product offering in some markets, like uh, more basic medications available rather than all the bells and whistles. Um, so it just depends on, uh, on the market that we are operating in. I want to talk about TGC, the world's first cell meditated gene therapy for the treatment of osteoarthritis for Asia Pacific, Middle East, and Africa. And it is Juniper's biggest acquisition to date, 600 million. And we're estimating it to impact 300 million patients in Asia Pacific, the Middle East, and Africa. Uh, tell us about the importance of this acquisition and what it's going to do for aging populations around the world. See, the osteoarthritis of the knee is a huge problem. My mother had undergone Mm -hmm. a knee surgery Mm -hmm. and her rehab was so difficult that she refused to get her other knee operated. This problem exists in hundreds of millions of people and TGC, which is a gene therapy solution, can defer the knee replacement surgery by a few years. It's currently under phase three. The phase three trials are currently ongoing in the United States and in Japan. 
And this would um, significantly improve the lives of patients around the world once it's available in the market. Mm. Are we looking at a time estimate for, for when it could be available in the market? Does that, after that, bring the complication of affordability again? We are targeting it to be available first quarter or second quarter of 2026. And uh, with respect to um, affordability, um, the price of uh, this gene therapy would be significantly lower than what a knee replacement would undergo. So the cost that individuals would pay for a knee replacement would be significantly higher than than, um, this gene therapy solution. Raman, if you don't mind, I wanted to jump back to, you know, you starting the company, um, considering, you know, your background, uh, you were successful with uh, Mandi Pharma. Uh, what have been some of the personal lessons for you? And, you know, how does that all tie into why you decided to start uh, Juniper Biologics? See, um, Mandi Pharma in 2011, when I, when I joined, uh, it was at a very similar juncture and a point as Juniper Biologics is at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandi Pharma, uh, both in terms of size and in ambition. Mandi Pharma taught me the meaning of what a true entrepreneurial spirit means, and that ambitions can turn into reality only if you dream. We literally, yeah. uh, we, we went from a one product company operating in four markets with tens of millions of dollars in revenue in, in, in a, uh, to a company having more than 30 products or medicines in its portfolio or operating across the world in billions of dollars in revenue. So the key lesson that I learned was to assemble a good team together, uh, align on a vision and an objective, and then flawlessly execute with a stringent performance management system under the bedrock of being extremely compliant and having a very strong governance. And Mundi Pharma um, gave me that education, that flag, that foundation. And with Juniper, um, the reason Juniper came into existence is I had identified three assets in the space of oncology. Um, and we went after it. We got the, the right, the relevant stakeholders together. They evaluated the opportunity. We aligned on the ambition. We bid it for, uh, for these assets. It was a, a rather competitive process. Uh, and we actually concluded the deal uh, December of uh, 2021. Wow, that is quite an amazing story. I suppose, uh, Raman, then that brings us uh, to my final question. What is next for Juniper Biologics? Juniper Biologics today have got six assets within its portfolio, six medicines. Five out of the six are in the space of oncology. So we are an oncology company. Having said that, we have gone into gene therapy. We have moved into rare diseases. So we are constantly looking for therapeutic areas that we can make a significant difference. Um, We are not a generic company. We are an innovative company. And that's what we would want to focus on. All right. I've been speaking with uh, Raman Singh, who is Chief Executive Officer for Juniper Biologics. Uh, really appreciate your time this morning. You take care and have a great day ahead. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.